We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. The DFS OG's back in the house talking everything week 12, including the Thanksgiving games. We don't want to leave those out, so we're going to cover those. We're going to cover the main slate, as we always do. I am your host, as always, Beer, joined by my boys, Notorious and Head Chopper. Chop, let's get started with you here this week. Uh, Obviously, Thanksgiving is here, so how are you? What are the plans for Thanksgiving here? I know it's a, a big event for you. So people coming to your house? Are you traveling? What's the plan this year? Oh, once again, going to have everybody come on over and uh, we'll make the food and just kind of, you know, trickle on in as you please and eat, eat some food. we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, just as just before this show, just before we aired here, I just did the just put the turkey in the brine bag. So we're brining right now. Nice. Have that have that puppy going all night. And then uh, you know, told my wife before she splits here, because you know, dogs gotta get a haircut. So uh, we're taking the dog to PetSmart. So I said, before you split, make me a hot chocolate. It's the it's the festive season. So I got a little hot chocolate working. I'm ready, man. I I, I love it. Look at this guy, man. And you and you're doing it right with the turkey, man. A hot yeah. turkey is gross, in my opinion. I mean, it's all right, but you got to add as much flavor and tenderness to it as you can chop. So I, I like to see that you're giving a little extra. The, the brining is important. The people that just throw it in the oven, it's going to come out dry as shit. So you, you got to do something that, to spice up that turkey. So, uh, Noto, let's get to you. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you as well, buddy. What's the what's the plan here for the holiday tomorrow? Yeah, so usually, uh, you know, it, it – uh, goes back and forth each year between you know my mom's side of the family, and my dad's side of the family. But uh, you know my mom's dad's no longer in the picture. He was kind of a guy keeping the the family together. So uh, now we're starting new traditions of going over to uh, my wife's uh, you know sister's house, and they're smoking turkey legs, like the big old turkey legs. Okay, so, uh, right. I'm kind of excited to try this. And then uh, on my mom's side, we're going to Tepeyaki, the which is like a Benihana style restaurant on Friday. So uh, some new traditions in the works uh, for me. All right, smoking it, I can deal with that. I've had some deep fried turkey. That's fantastic as well. Normally the traditional, it just gets too dry. When you got to drown that shit in gravy, like that's not good. So anytime there's a ham, anything additional to the turkey, I like seeing it. Uh, We already got some action in the chat talking Thanksgiving. Uh, Our boy Josh Duck said, it's all about the sides. I agree. I I could skip the turkey and just go right to all the different side dishes. So 
Uh, we'll keep talking uh, some Thanksgiving food as we go here. Uh, Doug in the chat, Noto, asking some golf questions. So if you want to help him out with that. But we are sponsored by FanDuel. Make sure you guys are heading over there. If you haven't yet, uh, check out all the offerings at FanDuel. And we're talking daily fantasy. We're talking sportsbook. We're talking casino. We're also talking the DFS OGs contest there at FanDuel.com slash OG. That's going to land you on this page you see right here. Uh, we're going to be able to pull up the leaderboard. This is a season-long contest that we have going on. We started all the way back in week one. We're going all the way through week 18. Your top 10 scores will count. It's a single-entry tournament each and every week. Just a $7 buy-in, so price point for everybody. And there's 10000 in additional prizes at the end of the year. There's still the weekly prizes as well. Uh, the winner of this tournament turns that $7 into $500 each and every week. And the winner overall is going to walk away with $5,000 in additional money. So uh, if you've been playing it, we thank you. We'll see you in there again this week. It will run for the main slate on Sunday. If you haven't tried it out yet, hey, give it a shot. Jump in. Not too late to jump in on that leaderboard. So again, Fandle.com slash OG. That'll get you through all the information you're going to need. You can sign up for a lineup right there in the Play Now button, view that leaderboard, and we'll highlight some of the top finishers here later in the show and take a look at that season-long leaderboard. So, guys, let's get into this Thanksgiving slate real quick. Obviously, three-gamer. Always start with the Detroit Lions. Uh, they are hosting the Chicago Bears in this one. Uh, Bears minus 341.5 on the total. So, Derek, we'll start with you this week. News-wise, uh, quarterbacks, really the story here. Uh, no Justin Fields for Chicago this week. Uh, Andy Dalton going to get the start there. Uh, Allen Robinson uh, looking like he will not play in this game either. Uh, Detroit side sounds like they're going to get Jared Goff back in that lineup. So they're kind of an ugly one here to, to start us off. we got some better games upcoming on, on this slate, but we always start with this Lions game. What are we doing in DFS? Is there any way to get different here? There's kind of a general build. I mean, you look at the slate, obviously people are going to stack Dallas. They're going to stack Buffalo. What can we do in this game maybe to get a little bit different outside of Probably David Montgomery is going to be very popular here along with DeAndre Swift. Yeah, it's an ugly game for like the main slate, um, you know, compared to 13 other games. But this is actually a pretty appealing game uh, for this three-game slate. I mean, uh, two really good defenses squaring off uh, at night. And then, I mean, everyone's going to be on the Dallas game. So I do think there are some good pieces here. You mentioned David Montgomery. It's hard not to like him. Um, he's basically playing, you know, almost all the snaps right now. Lions, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. They've given up seven receiving touchdowns of running backs, um, which I like as well. So love the spot for Montgomery. You got to think he's going to be popular, but I'll let others, you know, kind of try to fade him and I'll look to differentiate elsewhere. I'm fine going to Mooney. I think he's going to be pretty popular too if Robinson ends up being out. So maybe go to Goodwin. Um, I don't think I'll be on Cole Komet. I mean, he's only had one double-digit fantasy point outing all season, and it just seems like everyone loves playing him. Um, every time you pull up some projections, you know, he's the guy that rates out really well. So I'll probably be lower on him. Um, and then Dalton, I just don't know if he has the upside that I'm looking for, but can't ask for a much better spot at home against the – or not, sorry, indoors against the Lions. Other side, um, hard not to like Swift as well. I mean, Williams is back for sure in that backfield, but um, Swift is going to be a good bet for 20 touches uh, against a pretty bad run defense. So I like the idea of, you know, pairing Montgomery with Swift. Uh, I would love to target the receivers because the Bears are, you know, 25th in fantasy points allowed to them, but I just don't know who to go to. I mean, St. Brown's interesting, but, um, yeah, it just doesn't really have a lot of upside in the slot there. So maybe you go to Hawkinson. 
Um, and then if Goff's under center, I think he's at least a little bit interesting if you're you know not looking to play Dak or Allen. Um, but for the most part, I mean, it's an ugly game. I like the running backs. And for my pick, I am going to go – I'm going to go with the over. I am also on the over in this game. I, I, I want to believe Detroit can win this game. Uh, we have the whole Matt Nagy debacle on the other side. You know, do, do, do the players even want to play for this guy? Uh, maybe you get an unspirited effort here. Uh, if they don't want to keep him around, I mean, you go to Detroit and lose on national TV, national audience uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, you're probably not keeping your job. So uh, that that motivation there for some of these Bears players may not be there. But uh, I do like the over here as well, Derek. Uh, it's falling. Uh, I think it's falling a little bit too far. So, Chop, I want to ask you, uh, Jared Goff's going to be the lowest owned quarterback uh, on this entire slate. I know he's been terrible. Did have a good game against the Chicago team last time out. Uh, any interest there? Because a lot of people are going to go to Swift and Montgomery, like Noto said. I don't disagree with those plays, but a three-gamer, we're trying to find little ways to get different. I'm intrigued by golf. I think Hawkinson's a solid place. we got Darren Waller on the slate, some other tight ends uh, that'll be popular. And maybe even a guy like Josh Reynolds, uh, who has some some chemistry with Jared Goff back to their time uh, with the Rams. So I'm intrigued by this Detroit uh, passing game here, Chop. Am I crazy? Uh, is the trip to fan set in a little bit too early? What, what, what's going on here? Well, it's a good question. I don't. Are, are we? Are we sure? I mean, I, I last I heard, I thought he was really highly questionable, Jerry Goff. But uh, maybe you guys heard some some better they're, news. They're optimistic. optimistic. They haven't officially okay. said it's it's trending that he's going to play, but uh, not official as of yet. You guys surprised me both taking the over right there because uh, I was I'm on the under. I can't. Can't get away from that now. I'm going to have to take the under uh, just because I don't see – like I'm kind of looking like where's the touchdowns going to come from? Andy Dalton's on one side. He's very – I mean, is he average? He's probably below average. Uh, David Montgomery's the one shot at touchdowns I think you got, so I, I like Montgomery. But on the other side, uh, like where's your touchdown? DeAndre Swift, if your two biggest touchdown getters in the game are going to be running backs, I kind of like the under here in that case. Uh are you crazy for taking golf? No, because there's only six quarterbacks in play for the whole slate. That's if you took all of them in your player pool. Only two of them are really good. That's Dak and that's uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen's got a tough matchup, and Dak might be without his best receivers, plural. He might not have receivers to throw to. They may lean on Elliott, so – no, you're not crazy for playing Jared Goff in this in this slate of games. I don't mind that at all. But uh, from my standpoint, I just don't see a lot of touchdowns in this game. I'm taking the under and uh, outside of the two running backs. Yikes, man! I, I just I'm not I'm not big on them for fantasy. Yeah, it's a lot of it seems like dart throws. You, you know, we, we could talk Mooney without Robinson. You know, Goodwin and his big playability. Other side, you know, St. Brown's getting a lot of targets. Raymond has popped off in spots. I mentioned the chemistry with Reynolds and Goff, uh, but they're all, you don't know, feel great about any of them. So I don't mind mixing them in uh, to your player pool, give you a little different stack uh, than what most people are going to have. But uh, as far as a cash game goes, I, I don't see many plays outside of the running backs here. Maybe you make a case for Hawkinson, but uh, kind of an ugly game. So let's go to your Cowboys here, Chop. Uh, back at home against Las Vegas, spread sitting at minus seven. Uh, in the FanDuel Sportsbook, that's where seven and a half, excuse me, uh, here. That's where we'll get all our odds for this show. Uh, 51 and a half is the total here, Chop. So 
That Dallas-Kansas City game, uh, kind of a snoozer. You know, it, it just did not uh, shoot out like everybody was expecting. Uh, now Dallas comes back home, gets a great matchup here with Vegas. But you mentioned it, Chop. We know Amari Cooper is out. Uh, C.D. Lamb still questionable here. So uh, discuss that. Uh, Raiders side, uh, clearly they're they're coming in at, at pretty much full strength here. So how does this game play out? Do we get the shootout everyone was expecting last week? Uh, everybody's going to be targeting this game, stacking it. I always ask the question, Chop, how do we get different in this one? Yeah, so uh, one thing I did not mention going into that last game, this we're shooting this on Wednesday. I've, there's more uh, injury news to, to think about on this thing's even slate than I've ever seen. It's right. going to define the slate. So uh, take all this kind of with a grain of salt until you get those inactives, which are going to come 90 minutes before each game so. Maybe, you know, keeping roster spots open is not the worst thing to do, especially for that night game. And we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, for this one, yeah, I think CD's probably going to play. And if he does, I don't think there's you have to worry about him. It was a concussion. So it's not like it's a knee, ankle or something like that that's going to hold him back physically. If, if he's good enough to play, he's he should be at 100 percent. And uh, I think he's going to get I think he's going to go, though. So that's going to help out that offense. Uh, the Raiders, I think, are okay. Yeah, you know, everybody's going to stack it, like you said. So I don't mind not stacking. You know, on a, on a three-gamer Thanksgiving, I'm typically not looking to game stack anyway. I'm just trying to play the best players, honestly, and, and uh, maybe even grab just one guy who's at low ownership. That's all you need, one guy at low ownership to go off. But if everybody's going to stack it, I don't want to stack it. The Raiders, that side is fine in the passing game. I don't. They don't run the ball good enough. Josh Jacobs don't do it for me. So uh, you can go anybody in the passing game. I like Brian Edwards, low owned and low salary. That's that'd be a guy I would go to rather than like maybe chase the Detroit wide receivers. I think I'd rather have Brian Edwards, but that's just me. You know, I know you like your your Detroit guys, but uh, and then on the Cowboys side with CD playing, kind of opens things up for the offense. But I 100% would not doubt if Dallas, with Tyrone Smith coming back, wants to lean on the running game here, and you know. Short week, get this game over, put it on ice, lean on Elliott and extra work for Tony Pollard uh, to to limit Dak and CD from taking any more hits and and get out of here with a win after that rough week last week. So I'm not putting it past Dallas to – I don't even mind a double running back here on a short slate. Go Pollard and Elliott on the same team. But with all that being said, I do think Dallas takes the air out of the ball. I think the Raiders have really struggled since uh, Ruggs has been out. I'm taking the under here too, man. Uh, this is going to be weird Thanksgiving. I'm sitting here rooting for no scoring, but I think I think I'm back on the under on this one too. Well, this is always that game, the middle game. You know, after you ate, you're kind of in and out of it. It's your team, chops. So you're probably paying a lot more attention. Uh, this is one I'm kind of dozing out on. Whatever the middle game always is, uh, in and out of, of consciousness. So uh, I agree with a lot of what you said there. I really like Tony Pollard uh, on this slate. This is big playability. I mean, it only takes one play maybe they utilize him uh as more of a wide receiver uh if lamb is indeed out even if he's not uh you may see him get some more work zeke uh, a little bit banged up so i love the pollard call uh, edwards one of those guys chop we keep trying to make him work and you know he has a good game then he has a zero and then a decent game then a zero so coming off a of zero i agree i don't think a lot of people are going to be comfortable there uh, so i like a shot on him uh, deshaun jackson uh, we saw a get behind the defense in, in that one game and then make a weird fumble uh, running backwards. Not sure what happened, but he's that same kind of big play uh, ability. So I do think there's pieces here 
uh, where you can get a little bit different. I'm avoiding uh, the running game here as well. Uh, Jacobs, Drake, kind of a split. So I'm uh, pretty much a pass there. So Noto, let's go to you. How, how do you handle this one? How do you get different here? Uh, my pick, I'm going Las Vegas here. I, I know they've been bad. Uh, I think a lot of the public's going to be all over Dallas on this one. So uh, I'm going to be on, on Las Vegas Island likely here. Uh, but I'll take the Raiders and the points. Uh, Noto, what do you got? Yeah, so when we talk about being different in these slates, we always just uh, assume it's, you know, taking a contrarian player. But one way to do it is to do, you know, contrarian, contrarian roster construction. And Chop uh, pointed out playing Zeke with Pollard. I think that's a great way to get different in this game. Uh, both will garner ownership, but very few will play those two together. Another way to do it, play both of the tight ends. You know, people hate using two tight end lineups. I really like the spot for Dalton Schultz. Uh, Raiders, one of the worst teams in the NFL covering the tight ends. Same goes for the Cowboys. So I think uh, it's interesting to pair those two up. Obviously, no Amari Cooper for Dallas. CeeDee Lambs are questionable. So I really like the spot for Schultz. And uh, I think pairing him with Waller is a way to get uh, a little bit different as well. Love the spot for Gallup. Um, and then Renfro is always in play for me just because, you know, he's a you know high floor guy and I typically gra gravitate towards them in single entry contests, but don't have a ton of interest uh, in anyone else in this game. And uh, we're going to go all different on the board. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Um, are we doing the seven point spread? Is that what you said? Seven and a half. Uh, I'm seeing a seven right here on chop screen. Yeah, I just pulled the lines right, 15 right, minutes right. ago from the book. So I'll yeah. get you as fresh as you can right out of the ocean. Seven I'll, and a half. I'll take I'll take seven and a half. That's fine. All right. Trying to trying to weasel out of that hook there. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to gain that hook for yeah. my, my Vegas pick. So all right, Dallas, Vegas, and an under. So we're all over the board on that one. Let's move to the nightcap uh for Thanksgiving. We got Buffalo minus six traveling to New Orleans, uh over under sitting at 45. So Again, injuries the story here. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, both questionable. Uh, so we'll see if they're able to give it a go. Uh, Derek, we'll stay with you here. Uh, Buffalo, uh, another outing, you know, kind of kind of surprising. As soon as you think they're back on track, uh, things don't look great. Indianapolis comes in, and, and hopefully you had some Jonathan Taylor last week because that was the play you needed. Well, now uh, on the road here, short week going to New Orleans. Uh, the Saints, not much going on there either. A uh, tough loss uh, in Philadelphia. So, uh, again, questionable tags for these running backs make it a little bit tough to break this thing down. But what do you got here, Buffalo and New Orleans? Yeah, more game theory coming into play here. This is the final game. So, a lot of lineups will have, you know, most of their spots locked. And if Kamara's out, if Ingram's out, and Tony Jones gets the start, I mean, he's going to be one of the better point-per-dollar producers on the entire slate. So, um, I certainly think there are some interesting ways to attack it. I would certainly build some lineups with some potential uh, late swap options uh, for this backfield alone. Uh, you mentioned it. We saw what Jonathan Taylor did to the Bills last week. And uh, Buffalo is still first in DVOA against the pass. So uh, I do think the running back, whoever it's going to be, is going to be heavily involved. Uh, Traquan Smith, 15 targets over the last two games. So he's getting a little bit more life with Simeon under center. But that's pretty much it for me on the Saints side. A little bit of Smith and whoever starts at running back. For the Bills, I mean, it sounds like their B reporter saying this is going to be the Matt Breida game. Uh, I don't know how much I want to read into that, but you don't run on the Saints. I mean, they're first in DVOA against the run. So give me all the Allen. I do think Diggs will be popular. You know, he'll be locked up against Lattimore. That'll be fun to watch. Uh, I'm not scared of that matchup by any means, but um, I do think it opens up some things for Cole Beasley. Um, he's been playing limited snaps because of the rib injury, but it sounds like he's going to be a full goal for this one. And if that's the case, uh, I think it's a really good spot for, for Beasley to get going in this one. 
Yeah, there's a lot of interesting plays in this game. I mean, the obvious Allen Diggs. Diggs will be very highly owned. There's not a lot of expensive receivers here. We talked about quarterback. It's going to be mostly Josh Allen uh, and Dak. People love uh, the late night hammer. So th this game will, will garner more ownership just because of that. So, uh, but I agree. Some ways to get different. That Bills backfield. Nobody's going to want to attack it. It's not pretty. It's not easy to click any of those buttons. But uh, if that report is true, we've seen Breida have some big games. Uh, a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, you get a little bit of revenge narrative coming back here uh, and playing them. Gabriel Davis uh, has some upside on the other side. I think a guy like Ty Montgomery uh, is intriguing. If both of those running backs are out, uh, we know he can help fill in uh, and play some running back there. So at, at minimum price, pretty much everywhere across the industry, uh, he's intriguing. Traquan, like you said, Derek, getting it's on targets here. So uh, this one, I think a lot of ways that you can go. Uh, that first statement you made, though, uh, for people that are new, save your flex spots for this game. You know, put your early guys in their running back, wide receiver spots. Be open to making the changes, making the swap, utilizing that late swap, uh, whether things are going good early, going bad early, uh, but making these adjustments and leaving that flex open for this game. Chop, uh, an intriguing game here. A lot of pieces we've talked about. Which ones are standing out? Anyone you're staying away from here? Uh, let's finish up the Thanksgiving slate, Buffalo and New Orleans. Yeah, I think uh, Derek said it earlier, and it was a good point uh, that uh, you don't necessarily always have to be taking crazy players in order to uh, get different. Yeah, you just do different things within your lineup that people wouldn't want to do. And he said double tight end. And when I looked at this slate earlier today, I realized that this thing is loaded at tight end. Like you could you could easily just do double tight end uh, just to do it. Just that that could be optimal with. You know, there's a lot of good tight ends here. So going double tight end, I think, is a good way to get different. And it leads me to this game. One, one guy you could go. Uh, we know Dawson Knox is good. But on the other side, Jawan Johnson, he's a former wide receiver out of Penn State. He's very, very good. Uh, he's a touchdown maker. So it really bodes well for your fan dual scoring. Troutman is out now. So Jawan Johnson may step into a bigger role here, especially with Simeon at quarterback. Last time we saw Jawan Johnson get a you know a, a decent role earlier this year, it was Jameis Winston, who might not be a big tight end guy. Simeon might be a big tight end guy. We don't know. We're gonna find out. I, I think it's worth a shot on something like that. But yeah, two two decent defenses. Uh, I think Josh Allen has a nice bounce back game. Uh, I'm not I'm not sold that it's uh, Diggs is in play. But the thing about Allen is he's got literally five guys he can throw to, so somebody's gonna get there. Like. Either Beasley, Sanders, Knox, Davis, somebody's going to get there. He's got all those weapons. On the other side, uh, if Kamara, who I think on a short week, highly questionable here, and Mark Ingram, short week, and he's just kind of probably hit his wall now, man. I would imagine he's getting, he's getting up there. Man, Tony Jones could be a really good play here if he's, uh, if he's the last man standing. So I'm intrigued by that one, and uh, we'll see. But – you know, Kamara is the big one for me as far as this bet, because if Kamara plays, it's a totally different game, in my opinion. So I'm kind of flying blind here. Don't know what's going to happen with that. So pardon me if I lose this bet. It's because of Kamara either being in or out. But I'm going to assume he's out. And that's why I'm going to go three for three on the unders here, man. Give me the under again. I might as well go for it. All right, you're, you're rooting for a boring-ass Thanksgiving, Sean. <laughs> I mean, look at this game selection. They already gave us a boring Thanksgiving, right? I mean, yeah. When, I mean, by the way, when do we get to, like, when do we throw out tradition and say, okay, enough with the Lions. Right. 
enough with that? Can we just get the best games on here? Like, when do they do that? Hopefully soon. And, and it seems like we, we're getting Chicago with the Lions every yeah, single year. Every now. other year, yeah. I mean, it, it used to be Green Bay a lot, and then, you know, at least it was a little bit entertaining. But uh, Bears and Lions, that's not a way to start your Thanksgiving with Bears-Lions. And, I, and I'm not even going to apologize to Bears-Lions fans. They probably feel the same way. That, that's not – I mean, it's football. We love it. But, yeah, I'm with you, Chop. Let, let's get rid of that. Uh, why do they have to play? You know, mix it around. Let some other cities experience it. Uh, I, I'm good moving on from that. So uh, you went under. Derek, if you made a pick, I missed it. Uh, give me the Saints. Uh, it just feels like a lot of points. I don't know. It feels like one of those games that they're going to drag it out, but I don't mind the under. I am on uh, New Orleans here as well with the points. Uh, I don't mind the under either, but uh, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna root for a, a boring Thanksgiving like Chop. <laughs> I want to I want to see some points here in a competitive game, but I do think we get that uh, out of New Orleans. So, all right, let's move on to the main slate here on Sunday. I believe we got 10 games to go through here. So we'll start with Tennessee uh, and New England. New England up to minus six and a half here, 44 uh, on the total. New England, very impressive. Go to Atlanta uh, and shut that team out. Tennessee, not so much. Uh, they were in our OG's parlay. They end up losing uh, at home to the Houston Texans here. So, Chop, we'll stay with you on this one. Uh, can Tennessee bounce back? Uh, we got news, uh, I think, believe it was yesterday, uh, our boy Adrian Peterson released by Tennessee. So uh, they add Dontrell Hilliard. So we're looking at a backfield uh, of Deonta Foreman, Dontrell Hilliard here. Uh, A.J. Brown been in and out of the lineup dealing with injuries. Uh, and on that New England side, what's the split here? Do, do we trust Damian Harris? Do we trust Ramondre Stevenson? Uh, are we just staying away from this situation? So a lot of questions here, Chop. Give us some answers. Titans, Patriots. You know, the only answer I can give you from my standpoint is I'm avoiding it. I'm just not into it. It is a split backfield for New England. Don't like that. Don't like their passing game with Mac Jones. He's a nice game manager. I've said it before, but he's not really like, – I guess everything would have to be perfect for him to really thrive and have a big fantasy game. I don't see it happening here today or in this game. Uh, and on the split side, the backfield was already a, a black hole for Tennessee without Derrick Henry. Can't touch that anymore. You know, you can't. King Henry was great. These guys are not. Can't mess with that. And uh, for some reason, Tannehill is absolutely struggling right now. And uh, he's not getting the ball to A.J. Brown, who's probably a little bit banged up, but that's okay. And now we're play, playing New England. If you can't get it done against the Houston Texans, I'm not playing you against New England. So I'm just not on. <laughs> I'm just not on these guys. Man, I would hate to do this to you guys, but. Uh oh. <laughs> I may oh. be under. I may be under again here. I just now I'm talking myself into an under. Let me see. Uh, yeah, this we got to go under here, man. I got to go under again. This is crazy. Now this one I'm gonna agree with you. I'm on the under here on this one as well, and it can it's it's fallen. It opened up at 46 and a half. Even on the page here, it says 44 and a half. Uh, it's down to 44 uh, on the official line here for our picks, but. I'm with you on this one. I, I just don't know how Tennessee is going to generate offense. These running backs are, you know, guys they basically plucked off the street. A.J. Brown is nicked up. You mentioned Tannehill just has not been the same uh, this year. Maybe it has to do with the offensive coordinator uh, leaving. We just have not seen the level of upside uh, that we got out of him uh, in, the, in the previous couple seasons. Uh, New England been playing well, no doubt. The defense is playing well, uh, but they want to win ugly. They want to run the ball. This I just don't see a ton of points in this game. So. 
I'm pretty much off everything in DFS here, and I'm going under on this one uh, as well. So, Derek, any more optimism here on this game? we got two unders already on the board. I'm in agreement with pretty much everything you guys said. Pretty ugly game from a DFS perspective. Backfields, pretty easy to avoid, both of them. Um, A.J. Brown, in theory, should be a good play, but he's banged up. Um, he's been under 10 fantasy points in three straight games. Uh, we know Bill Belichick likes to take away the best player on the opposing team. So for me, the only guy that's interesting is Jacoby Myers. And whatever I decide to do with Jacoby Myers is going to be the wrong side. So um, I'll let everyone know, um, you know, Sunday morning whether I'm playing him or not. I'm leaning towards playing him. So, um, yeah, I'll let you guys know. But kidding aside, um, add uh, the first leg to the parlay. I like the under two. All right. So we are fading Jacoby Myers. And we are adding to the parlay here, all three of us. On the under in this game, uh, update last week, uh, one and one uh, on our our plays that we all agreed on. Uh, we mentioned Tennessee, uh, and we had Cincinnati, uh, and they had that big win against the Raiders. So uh, we'll update our standings uh, later on in the show uh, as well and see where we're at in our little competition. Next game, uh, this one should be fun. Tampa Bay traveling to Indianapolis, Tampa minus three. A big total here, Derek, at 51 and a half. So uh, Indy, a massive win uh, going into Buffalo, and, and not just winning. I mean, they, they took it to Buffalo, so they're riding high. Tampa gets it done at home against the Giants, so probably expected a little bit more scoring there, but uh, they put up 30, kind of a snoozer in that game. So uh, how do you see this one playing out? Indianapolis is riding high here. Uh, do they have enough? Can they slow down this Tampa Bay offense? Uh, and then Indy side, Jonathan Taylor, another tough test here. Uh, about the toughest test that you're going to face. Now, we'll see uh, Via Devea is back in the middle of that, that Bucks defensive line, but uh, a lot of a lot of interesting names, a lot of ways you can go in this game, Derek. Yeah, that uh, Via Devea injury is certainly one to monitor. I mean, if he's active, he's uh, one of the better run defenses in the NFL, but uh, the Colts have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. I don't think I could pay this much for Taylor uh, in this matchup, but Certainly wouldn't surprise me to see him have another big game. He just keeps doing it every week, and I keep fading him every week. So um, that one's been tough for me. Uh, Pittman's interesting, especially if they aren't able to get anything going on the ground. And then on the other side, I mean, Evans is banged up. Antonio Brown is uh, still questionable. Who knows? He's probably going to sit as well. So I think it's a great spot for Chris Godwin. We know over the years we like attacking um, India underneath, and Godwin runs a lot of his routes from the slot. So I think it's a great spot for him. And this has kind of turned into a pass funnel defense. Uh, the Colts are 20th in DVOA against the pass and second in DVOA against the run. So, yeah, man, everything kind of points to a big game from Godwin. Uh, for my pick, I'll take Tampa. I mean, Tom Brady, he, man, he was fired up the other night. I think their defense is going to get going a little bit. So usually don't like road favorites, but I like Tampa in this one. All right, I'm on the other side of this one. Uh, I like what the Colts are doing right now. Uh, I do think they, they can you know sit back and keep things in front of them and limit this offense enough, and I do think they'll find success. Uh, with Jonathan Taylor, you mentioned that offensive line. It, it, they're playing well. Uh, we didn't think they could do it in Buffalo. They did. Uh, I think they're going to be able to get it done here once again. Uh, the secondary for Tampa we know is terrible, so I like the spot uh, for Michael Pittman. Uh, just get a little bit different. People are going to be excited about Jonathan Taylor. I don't mind. Uh, going that route. So uh, all in all, I like Indy plus the three here. Chop, let's go to you. Fun game. How you handling this one, Tampa and Indy? Yeah. If uh, if Vea's in that lineup, then I don't want anything to do with the running game for either one of these two teams. Uh, and Jonathan Taylor is almost 
priced out regardless of who's in or out of the lineup for Tampa. It's pretty close. Uh, so uh, let's just assume no running game for either side here. But I like the passing game for both sides. So, yeah, Pittman and Wentz is a nice little stack. And then Brady with uh, any one of his three weapons. Uh, I think Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski are all in play here. So I like the passing games in this thing. And uh, because of that, I'm going to switch my stance here and take the over finally. All right. This guy's all over the totals this week. So, all right. Over for Chop, Tampa for Derek, Indy for me. So we're all over the board there. Let's move on. Uh, this one, you you got to be about a diehard to, to watch this next game. Atlanta and Jacksonville. Atlanta, a minus one road favorite here. Uh, 46 and a half on the total. So, Derek, this is your team. We'll get to you here shortly. Chop, what in the hell do we do with this game? Uh, I mean, I, there's always intriguing names here. Kyle Pitts, James Robinson, uh, the quarterbacks. But uh, th this one is just straight ugly, man. So what, how are you handling this one, Atlanta and Jacksonville? It's a, it is a, a boring real-life game, but – if this thing was on Thanksgiving Day, it'd probably be the best DFS game on the slate. It's it's interesting for DFS. You've got uh, on one side, you know, Patterson coming back probably. So uh, Patterson and Kyle Pitts, I think those are those guys are squarely in play uh, against a bad defense. And on the other side, you've got uh, James Robinson keeps putting up solid numbers. This is finally a really good matchup for him. Dan Arnold, nice value tied in every week. He's getting targeted. Now, he's not securing a lot of those targets, but he's getting targeted quite a bit. It's, you know, the old thing, the air yards thing, uh, but he's getting them. He's he's in the mix there. I, I don't particularly like the wide receiving core for Jacksonville, but Arnold and Robinson on one side and uh, Patterson and Pitts on the other side, I think make for really intriguing, like many a little game stack right there going on. So, uh, yeah, I kind of like this game for fantasy purposes. I'll say that coming off of a little bit extra rest, give me Atlanta in this game with you know as the favorite. All right, Derek, let's get over to you here. I keep wanting your Jags. Uh, keep picking them, and they keep letting me down. I'm, I'm going to go with them here once again. I mean, Atlanta just looks ap absolutely terrible, and maybe it's Patterson not being in that lineup. Uh, it was a tough matchup uh, with New England, so he's back. Uh, obviously, that helps that offense, but – uh, that receiving core led by, by Russell Gage. We haven't seen uh, the huge games out of Kyle Pitts yet. So uh, as bad as your Jags have been, Derek, I'm going to back them here. Uh, once again, I'm going Jacksonville uh, plus one. So bang my head against the wall one more time. Uh, settle the debate here, Atlanta or your Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I'm not uh, betting on either of these teams. Uh, I would rather take my chance with the total. Um, <laughs> I have a Jacoby Myers problem. You have a Jaguars problem, which is interesting. Uh, but from a DFS perspective, uh, the Jags fifth in DVOA against the run. So a much better run defense than most people might expect. So, yeah, I like Russell Gage in this spot. I like Kyle Pitts in this spot. Um, Jags, one of the worst pass defenses, 31st in DVOA. Plus, they can't really get pressure on the quarterback. Well, they've got they've been better recently. Um, but that was really just one game against Buffalo. So, yeah, I like the passing game a little bit for Atlanta. On the other side, a little bit of interest in James Robinson. Um, and then the receivers, I just have a hard time uh, trusting them. So give me Dan Arnold over any of the receivers. And, man, two really bad offenses, two really bad defenses. I'll just take the under. 
All right, let's move on to it. Well, this game's not a whole lot better here. At least we get uh, one decent team in Philadelphia playing well. Uh, traveling to take on the Giants, Philly, minus three and a half. Total sitting at 46. So, Derek, we'll stay with you. Another pretty convincing win for Philadelphia last week uh, at home against New Orleans. Uh, the Giants, we just talked about, Tampa Bay, uh, handled them pretty easily. It was it was ugly watching Daniel Jones in this offense. And uh, they finally let go of Jason Garrett. Uh, I don't know what took so long, but you know maybe that will, will spark this offense a little bit, uh, give them a little bit of creativity. Uh, Freddie Kitchen's expected to be uh, next man up there as the offensive coordinator. So uh, what are we doing in this game, Derek? I'm going to lock in my – I'm going to go with the Giants here. I, I think everyone's going to be on Philly, uh, out in the public. Uh, I think the Giants uh, come back home, play a much better game, play a competitive game. Maybe they don't win. Uh, but I think they can keep this thing close. So uh, I'll lock in the Giants. Derek, what do you got? Philly and New York. Oh, man, this is a tough one from a betting perspective. Uh, DFS, you know, Hurts always makes some sense. But I will note that uh, the Giants much better against the pass than they are against the run. And we saw, you know, when they played the Lions, um, they were just able to run all over them, and Hurts had his worst game of the season. So I'm a little bit worried about that, but he can still get it done on the ground. But the fact that they aren't passing the ball, I think they are dead last in um, pass play percentage over the last six weeks or something. Uh, you know, Hertz has 14, 17, 23, and 24 pass attempts his last four games. So that really hurts the upside of Devontae Smith and of Dallas Goddard. So off of them for now. Um, and then, yeah, Daniel Jones, he's got some rushing upside too. I think it's a decent matchup for him. Um, I don't mind going with Kadarius Tony. Uh, Sterling Shepard ends up being out again, but – yeah, this is just a tough offense to trust, and yeah, I don't know what to do with Barkley either. So I don't love a lot in this game, and I will take the under. Yeah, I'm with you as far as DFS. Hertz is always a guy I'm intrigued with, uh, but those Giants receivers, if Shepard's back, it's just tough to to parse through who it's going to be any, any any given week. Barkley, again, uh, is intriguing, but I think there's better plays. Uh, Goddard, uh, we keep waiting for the big blow-up game. The targets have been there. Uh, so I guess Hurts for me, a little bit of Goddard, maybe even Devonta Smith here uh, in this matchup. So uh, I like the Philly skill players here, Chop, but I'm still rolling with the Giants on the spread. What do you got here, Philly and the Giants? Yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, Hurts and Devonta and Goder are, are the ones in play for Philly. I think they're okay. And for the Giants, uh, it's the same usual cast of characters. There's not really much. Uh, maybe Saquon's a week healthier, so maybe that helps. Uh, Jones, he sucks, but, uh, you know, every once in a while he has a decent game. Uh, Ingram, ah, he sucks. Galladay, not doing well. And uh, Kadarius, Tony's the one I do like, but uh, let's let's face it there. I think we're going to see a rejuvenated offense here because Jason Garrett is gone. And I didn't really want to believe that he was that bad, but he really was that bad. So maybe this really maybe it flips everything upside down. So, because of that, this one, I'm locking this one in as my five star this week. Give me the Giants. This is this oh. is just this is just the kind of game that Philly blows and just doesn't win, right? They 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 lull you into thinking they're a pretty good team and they win some games and then boom, they just crap the bed in a game like this. So give me the Giants big time. Five star block of the week. Nah, we're throwing, wow. We're just throwing out words. It's just semantics, but you, you, you don't, don't really bet it as a five star, but I feel, I feel good about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm in agreement there. Obviously you, you mentioned Philly and, and the public again, uh, it's looking like 70% of the bets are already on Philadelphia. So 
uh, in that sense. And who would want to bet on the Giants after what we've seen? But uh, I do think we see a better performance here uh, this week uh, at home. So uh, let's move on to our next. Oh, boy. I, I didn't think it could get any worse than what we've already talked about. Jets and Texans. Uh, next up on the board here, uh, Derek, maybe Jacksonville. Atlanta is not the worst game on this slate. I stand corrected here. Uh, Houston, a, a favorite for the first time in a, as, as long as I can remember here. Two and a half point home favorites here. 44 and a half on the total. So, Chop, good luck with this one. Uh, I mean, Zach Wilson back uh, sounds like uh, under center. So, that their roulette at the quarterback position. Uh, remains intact. Uh, no Michael Carter here for the Jets. He's going to be out a few weeks. Uh, Tevin Coleman back, uh, along with Ty Johnson in that backfield. Uh, the Texans, we saw them let go of, of Philip Lindsay. Uh, so they're down to David Johnson, Rex Burkhead. Cooks is always a name. So I, I'm trying here, Chop. I'm trying to find something. Uh, maybe you got more intrigue here, but the two terrible teams. Uh, can we dig out any gems here uh, for fantasy? I guess Elijah Moore. I've uh, been playing some good football. Uh, he's a name I think is very intriguing here, but man, we got some ugly games on this on this slate this week. Headlined by this one, Chop. Good luck. Well, listen, while you're sitting around your Thanksgiving table on Thursday and you're thinking about all the things you're thankful for, be thankful this is not the late night hammer on Thursday oh, night. You know, yeah. we can just kind of like not even we can just block this one out of our data bank if we really want to. It's a it's ugly. Uh I'm not really seeing a whole lot. I like DFS-wise. Maybe you, you throw a dart from across the room at Elijah Moore or Corey Davis or something. Uh, Houston's just terrible. Maybe if you're lucky, you get Brandon Cooks. But I've been, like, watching this guy for the last – like, he had that great start to the year, comeback mode and garbage time and all that. He's not even – he's just not getting it anymore. So, But maybe maybe you hit a dart throw right there. So, But from a DFS, is otherwise, it's pretty ugly. So, uh Oh man, two and a half. Oof, this is weird. I, I just, I gotta, I gotta flip, I gotta flip, uh, gotta flip back to my underscript here. Give me the under in this game. Thought you were gonna, well, I thought you were gonna wait and see what was, what was put on the board here. So, There's no waiting on this. This is just bad stuff right this, here. I'm trying to, I'm just threw up in my mouth a little bit thinking about this game. So, uh, Chop, they're busting you up in the chat about your, your Dallas Go Dare. <laughs> my bad. I don't know. It's just a habit. I mean, it, it kind of, you know, get a little, little French. It makes him seem a little fancier. I, I don't mind the, the go dare. So. <laughs> it's, uh, he's uh, no relation to Dennis Schroeder in the NBA. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Noto, your turn here. Uh, good luck. Jets, Texans. Yeah, I think uh, a few weeks ago when Chop first mentioned go dare, I was wondering if I was pronouncing it wrong all these years. <laughs> maybe you guys are. Maybe I'm, maybe. The, maybe I'm the right one here. Who there knows? There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have plenty of those uh, over the years, pronouncing names wrong. So I always love those. Um, it's it's kind of like Tyrod Taylor. Uh, all of a sudden it was Tyrod yeah. for a decade, and then he wants it to be Tyrod. Like, what, yeah. what took so long? Or uh, it was the Green Bay tight end. Tan Robert Tanyan. 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 Yeah. So maybe Chop's right. Maybe it is Godair. Who knows? Maybe he's French. We got, a, yeah. we got a French tight end running around. His retirement speech, he'll say it's go dare. It's been go dare all these years. But uh yeah, this one's ugly. I'm fading it. Uh the backfields are both three-way timeshares. It's so bad. Uh Zach Wilson's bag, that hurts his receivers. So give me the under and fade it uh, as a whole for DFS. All right, I'm gonna 
my first my first favorite. I'm looking through all these bets. My first favorite bet is going to be the damn Houston Texans. This is this is a sad state of affairs here, but uh, I'm going to back the Texans uh, minus two and a half, uh, riding high off that win last week. I think Wilson is going to really struggle uh, even against a bad defense. We just haven't seen it out of this guy. So uh, give me Houston here, I guess. Let's get out of this game uh, as quickly as possible. Move on to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus four and a half, 45 uh, on the total. So yeah, at least we get a little something better to talk about here. The, the Cincinnati offense had out to a slow start uh, in Vegas, but really got it going. A big game for Mixon. A passing game was kind of disappointing there. So can they bounce back here? Uh, and then Pittsburgh, what an entertaining game. That, that game against the Chargers was a lot of fun. It looked like they were they were dead and buried. And then block punt, interception, they're right back in the game. So uh, what are we doing on, on this one? Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, divisional games, these two teams know each other very well. So is this more of a defensive struggle? Do we get some offense here? What do you got, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh? Yeah, I usually love betting the under, especially in these uh, uh, AFC North games uh, late in the season. But, man, uh, Pittsburgh's defense is not what it used to be. They're bottom 10 in DVOA against the pass, pretty average in DVOA against the run. Uh, you mentioned Joe Burrow. I mean, he's been great this season. He's got a lot of weapons. So I like Jamar Chase. You know, wide receivers have had a bunch of success against Pittsburgh. T. Higgins, those air yards will eventually pay off. Uh, so I'll play a little bit of both of them. I don't hate Mixon as kind of a sleeper. You know, he went off his last game and nobody really had him. So a lot of pieces to like on Cincy. I play Najee Harris for Pittsburgh every single week. He's uh, leads the NFL in uh, snaps for running backs. And then you have Dante Johnson and Charles Claypool or Chase Claypool, who are both, you know, big play receivers. So I like a lot of pieces in this game. And for that reason, I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I'm with you. There's a lot. The running backs stand out. Obviously, I don't mind going back to, to Burrow in the passing game. You mentioned that Steelers defense, ton of injuries. I mean, they're missing uh, Fitzpatrick. They're missing Watt. Uh, so that's part of the reason they're not uh, as dominant as they've been in the past. So uh, other side, I think Pat Fryermuth becomes interesting again. It sounds like Ebron's not going to play, and that's kind of uh, put him back on the shelf. So people may have forgotten about uh, how good this guy has been. But if Ebron's not there stealing target snaps opportunity, uh, I think we can go back to Fryermuth here as well. Uh, so a lot of ways that you can go in, in this game. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh and the points here. Uh, as soon as we think they're they're gone, they're buried, they're dead, they, they find a way to rise up uh, and at least be competitive. And I think that's what we see here uh, this week against Cincinnati. So uh, Chop, what do you got here? Steelers, Bengals. Yeah, I think both both of you guys uh, are correct here, and that uh, there's a lot of DFS guys in this game that are relevant. There's you got you got two good running backs on you know one on each side, very good. You got a couple of good receivers on each side of that. You know Deontay and Chase on one side, uh, contrasting styles, but very good. And Jamar and T Higgins on the other side, very good. Uh, so there's some uh, there's some DFS guys in there you can definitely play. I have my I have a hard time wrapping my head around this game being some kind of a shootout though. I just don't see that happening. Uh I'm with I'm with Beer and thinking that it's too many points, but then again, God, Big Ben is really bad most of the time. So uh I really can't it, tough to figure out that side of it. I don't want to take the over. I think it's a I think it's a, a grind out, more of a grind out game than that. So I go ahead and <laughs> How many, how many under, man? I don't got what the hell. Just give me the under on the whole board, man. I'm, I'll, I'll hit at least 50% of them. Give me the under. 
All right. You, I mean, it, I'm seeing some trends here, Chop. You're, you're a lot of unders here. I'm on almost every you know, underdog oh, here. So I got, I got one for you. I got one for you. Your strategy, man. You know, a couple of days after you eat all that turkey, there's no way you're going to go out there and, and be at full, you know, full mobility. <laughs> that plus we're getting into almost December now. Oh, yeah. It's got it. These games got to go under. I'm the similar thinking like, you know, these underdogs are going to going to perform here. These favorites are going to be sleepy, tired, full of turkey and uh, underdogs are going to going to rise up here this week. So we'll see which one uh, wins out today. Let's move on. Carolina and Miami Panthers minus two here uh, on the road. Total sitting at 42 in this one. So chop, we'll stay with you here. Carolina, a disappointing performance, uh, losing to Washington at home last week. Uh, Miami ekes out a win uh, against the Jets last week. So another kind of ugly game. I mean, McCaffrey uh, always in play, no doubt. Uh, Cam Newton, I think, played a lot better than people thought uh, he would in his first game back. So is he an option here? Do you trust the receivers with him? Uh, Miami side, you know, Miles Gaskin continues to get a ton of work here. Tougher matchup uh, this week against Carolina. So uh, Chop, another ugly game here. Not quite as ugly as Jets uh, and Texans, but this total's even lower than that game, so maybe maybe it is a little bit uglier. Uh, what do you got here, Carolina and Miami? Uh, I think you have the best running back on the slate. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey getting back to that uh, you know almost full time snap share in the backfield. He had a really uh, subpar game last week and still ended up with I think twenty three or twenty four plus on DraftKings. He's just that guy, man. So you just jam him into your cash game, and uh, he's a good tournament play too. Otherwise, I think go. I mean, not go dare. I think Cam Newton brings down. I think Cam Newton brings down the value of everybody else on this team. And uh, you know, I think people got lulled into, oh, the offense is good now because he he got down around the goal line the previous game and scored a touchdown and threw a little one yard touchdown. Now he's just not good uh, through the course of a whole game. He's going to bring down DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and those guys, I believe. So I'm just on McCaffrey on that side. On the other side, Miami. I think I think you I think you could go back to Tua and Waddle. Waddle's really good, really good PPR guy. I don't know how much I like him on FanDuel, where you, where you need a little bit more touchdown equity. But Tua and Waddle's fine. I don't play Gaskin, man. I you know we keep falling for the Gaskin value. It just very rarely gets there, even in the great matchups, because the offensive line is just too bad. So I'm kind of just on Tua and maybe another one of his, maybe maybe Jacecki, but you know that's about it. So. Looking at this, Carolina's two-point favorite on the road. I don't see it, man. Give me Miami. I'm going to go with Carolina, and exactly for the reason you just mentioned, this one's a head-scratcher. Like, why are they the favorites here uh, in this game? But Miami has disappointed all season long. Okay, they beat the Jets. Uh, th this is a bad team. So uh, I think Carolina defensively is going to really slow this team down. Uh, they have enough weaponry now uh, with Cam there with McCaffrey, with DJ Moore, uh, put some points here on the board. So I don't want to mess with this total, uh, but I'm going Carolina here uh, on the road. Uh, it seems fishy. Uh, I think it is uh, for a reason, Carolina, just simply the better team, uh, in my opinion. So, Derek, uh, your thoughts here, Panthers, Dolphins. Yeah, I think you guys mentioned it. I mean, Christian McCaffrey in play each and every week, over 100 yards in uh, each of the last two games. I know Cam Newton's going to still – 
some of the rushing uh, touchdowns in this offense. But, um, man, Cam looked great in the first half, and then he got hit. And after that, it just looked like he was back to, you know, took his whole body to start throwing the ball again. And whenever that happens, it just seems like he can't get the ball downfield. So I agree with Chopin that he hurts the receivers. But still like McCaffrey. And then, I mean, Gaskin was up to 3.9 yards per carry last week, Chop. Uh, no interest there? It's not no, hard <laughs> Silence speaks volumes, sir. I had to get, I had to get it off mute, but uh, like, you know, yeah. or you're really, you know, you're that, not serious. I know you're that, not serious. That was one of his uh, highs of the, the last eight weeks yeah, or so. So he's, uh, he's not yeah. terrible. The offensive line's terrible. You know? Yeah, it's bad. Uh, but I like Waddle. Uh, I like to take you a little bit, even though it was a tough matchup. And for my pick, ah, oh, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Miami. I mean, they've won three in a row. They're technically not still out of it, so I don't think they're going to try losing games anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, I don't like the game, but I'll take Miami. All right, to Miami. So I am on Carolina Island here, fine with me. So let's uh, let's take a look back uh, at last week. Uh, let's look at some of the top finishers here uh, in our OGs contest. Uh, we want to highlight uh, some people in the top five. And I, I finally got in there, boys. A top 10 finish. So not quite uh, in, the, in the top five, but uh, finally put a good score on the board. But uh, let's talk about some of these top finishers. Jay Bud 77, uh, coming in fifth place, 151.22. So congrats to him. Uh, looks like he wrote a Miami stack here. Big game from Justin Jefferson uh, and Joe Mixon. Fourth place, rocking that RG logo. Flow Hyde 5, 151.36. Uh, went with Josh Allen. I uh, had Jonathan Taylor, 4% owned, so he was a key. Uh, but it looked like he went heavy in that game. Buffalo stack running it back uh, with Jonathan Taylor. So congrats to Flow High 5. Uh, third place, uh, we're just going to call him DJ Flem here, uh, 151.5. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, a huge number there for the Green Bay Connection. Also had uh, Joe Mixon uh, in that lineup, so congrats to them. Uh, second place, Greardy, Greard, Greard, we're going to call 153.46. Again, Josh Allen digs, Jonathan Taylor uh, in that lineup. So second place, good for $250. And our winner, Jay Ranger 7, not only the winner here, 500 bucks in this tournament, uh, looking good uh, on that season-long leaderboard, but uh, also rocking that RG badge. Uh, that gets Jay Ranger a year of Roto Grinders premium combo. So a huge addition uh, to that prize pool here for Jay Ranger. So 164.62. So ran away with this thing. Uh, won by over 11 points here uh, with Cole McCoy, 0.3% uh, owned uh, quarterback. Stacked him up uh, with Zach Ertz. Uh, obviously had a big game there. Also James Conner in that lineup. Uh, ran it back with DK Metcalf. So uh, one hell of a lineup here. I had hits all across the board. Justin Jefferson, uh, Devontae Adams, and survived some duds even from Jeff Wilson uh, and from Metcalf. So congrats to Jay Ranger. Again, was rocking that RG badge on FanDuel. That won him a year of combo premium. And guys, we said it might be a one-week thing. We're going to run it back. We're going to run the same thing here uh, this week in the contest. If you have a Roto-Grinders logo, uh, as your avatar here on FanDuel, you win this contest, you're going to win a free year of Roto-Grinders Premium Combo. So uh, it's tough to beat that prize, you guys. So 
Uh, Chop, season long. Let's take a look at the leaderboard. And uh, where is Urinal Cakes? Looks like he's not uh, up there anymore. What's, he's what's in the top on? 20. Yeah, okay. 13. Look at there. He's, he's, hanging, there he he's hanging in there. Right. Uh, yeah, the uh, OJ Ranger, he was anxious to get that. He was anxious to get that uh, that RG pass. It's a big prize, man. It's a big prize. But yeah, he, he was on it, man. He was ready. But, uh, you know, I see I was looking through the, the leaderboard season long, first of all. I had somebody tell me this week, I don't want to drop no names, but it was my dad. He told me, he was uh, like, yeah, a lot of people don't want to play because, uh, you know, you're already behind. Well, no, listen, they're only, they're, they're taking your top 10 scores. So we still got like what we, we, we got like a ton of weeks still left. You can still get up in there. It's like, you can almost start fresh from now. If you have a good run from here out to the regular rest of the season, you're going to be fine. This is a top 10 scores. These scores can change so much in one week uh, or in a couple weeks, a few weeks. You build a foundation starting now and you can get back in it, guys. It's not like this is not over with. And I'm sure that more people think that it's over with just like he did. It's not. It's kind of just beginning. We're barely halfway through this this season. It's an extended season this year and we're only taking the top 10 scores. So you're still fully in it. And with that being said, Derek moved up. I don't know if he moved up, but he's still a. He's still in the top 70, 75. DB's name is in there. Dean dropped into the just outside of the top 80. So, uh, you know, we got some some movement there. Uh, look at oh, look at old Tori is there in number 38. He's sneaking up on us, man. He, he, bad he, week last week. Yeah, it's okay. You, trust me, your bad week is my best week of the year so far. <laughs> it's, it's been like that, but it's okay. We'll, we'll deal with that. I'm, I'm looking for a beer if you talk. Oh, no. One good score is not going to have me jump. <laughs> you never up. know. This, might be, this is the kind of competition where all of a sudden you jump up and look at DB at 79. He's hanging in there. Dean at 87. I wish we could delete that one. But I don't I don't see beer in the top 100. I bet I bet if I go to the top 200, you, you definitely jumped in there, though, for sure. But, yeah, I need one of those, man. I need one of those top five finishes. Well, I mean, and this is when it's going to start getting interesting because we're 11 weeks in. So there's really not many drop scores yet. I mean, we're, you're only dropping one exactly. at this point. So now we're really going to start to see uh, some movement in this leaderboard. Like you said, there's still seven weeks to go. And if anything else, you come in, you have some a couple massive weeks, you are very much still in the running. Plus, there's weekly prizes. So $7 becomes $500 to the winner uh, each and every week. Plus, you land that, that combo premium. That's an expensive addition uh, to the prize pool there. So, uh, and it's not, just, it's, you're not getting any extra rake because of these things either. It's still the normal prize pool, regardless. Every week, it's still the norm, like the 5K on top, the Roto Grunge premium, whatever else we that's not extra. It's free. Yep. Tough to be free. So, we, we want to thank you guys for being with us here uh, over the years. Uh, that's why we continue to do these things. Uh, Fandle uh, working in conjunction with us on this tournament. So uh, let's fill this baby up. I know the focus is Thanksgiving this week, but uh, take a second. Go reserve your entries. Uh, let's make sure we fill this thing so we can continue uh, to run contests like this uh, for you guys out there. So again, all the details at, at Fandle.com slash OG. Let's take a look at our betting leaderboard here. Not, not a ton of change last week. Uh, Chop, you had six correct last week. I also had six, uh, Noto with five, so not a ton of movement there. Uh, we got Chop still sitting atop the leaderboard with 63, uh, Derek at 61, and I am at 59. So uh, all still kind of clumped together. Uh, speaking of a lot of weeks ago, 
somebody's going to put a, a 9, 10, 11 on the board one of these weeks and uh, really separate themselves. So we'll see if it's it's chops unders, uh, maybe get it done here uh, this week. But uh, anyone's ball game there uh, as well. All right, let's get back to the games. we got a three-game afternoon slate uh, on Sunday. Starts with the Chargers uh, in Denver, L.A., minus 2.5, 47.5 uh, on the total. So, Chop, we'll go to you here. Uh, Chargers look great, uh, survived that Pittsburgh comeback. Uh, Justin Herbert uh, looked outstanding in that game. Austin Eckler, uh, massive game there. So uh, this is that offense, you know, that there's so many pieces that you can roll out here uh, in Denver. Uh, the Broncos, on the other hand, really tough to trust much of anything here. A uh, split backfield, the return of Judy has kind of zapped the upside uh, of Sutton, of Fant. So mostly Chargers here for me. I know it's a tough spot to go to Denver, but uh, this offense playing really well. So I don't mind these Charger stacks here. Uh, and I'm going to lock my pick in here. I like the Chargers a lot in this game. I think they go out there, they win. Uh, so give me LA minus two and a half. Chop, Chargers, Broncos, what do you got? Yeah, just looking. So there's three games in the afternoon, and there's three games on Thanksgiving. How nice would it be to swap those those set slates, oh. man? Because uh, these afternoon games look pretty nice. I like yeah. them. I like them quite a bit. But uh, I, I think I'm with you there. I like the Chargers. Uh, Herbert, they're just not – they don't let him throw the – uh, the new offense we thought was going to be a lot better than the old offense. It kind of not really playing to his strengths. Not, and that's whipping the ball downfield. That's what he does best. You know, when he does, he's pretty unstoppable. This offense is unstoppable. So maybe they'll let him, you know, they ended the game with that big Mike Williams touchdown the other night. Maybe that kind of gets him going to where he, he moves the ball downfield. They are the better team here. They're, they're superior on – offense i think their defense has some injuries that are crushing them right now but they'll get back on the right track eventually i like the passing game eckler my god i set him on my bench in season long unreal oh yeah yep 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 why i I had some better plays than austin eckler well i wasn't gonna bench it was against pittsburgh and i wasn't gonna bench elliott i thought elliott would have a much bigger game and i fell for the Jeff Wilson trap. Oh no! Oh, the only the only running back the only running back for Frisco, and it's a touchdown heavy league. And I thought, okay, touchdown Jeff Wilson, that's the man. Okay, I thought, you know what? During the daytime, I was facing off against Jonathan Taylor, and I was like, well, I'm dead anyway. Come to come to find out after the Eckler game, I would have won, but that's you know it is what it is. All you right. live and you learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Austin Eckler. Come on, Sean. but you know Eckler just put up that big number. <clears throat> it's not about chasing points or or fading out. I just don't – it's the NFL. I just don't think, it, you know, those monster games happen two weeks in a row like that very often. So I'm not as much on Eckler, and I'm more on the on the wide receivers here for the Chargers on Denver side. I just don't think they're a particularly appealing offense with Teddy Bridgewater back there. So I'm not really on them that much. So I guess I'm with you in the, in the fact that I think the Chargers go out there and get on a nice little winning streak now, and they, and they win this game. I'm going All Chargers. Right. Two for two on the Chargers. We we added anything to the card yet? Oh, we had one. Uh, the under in Tennessee, New England. So, Derek, are we adding to the card here? Uh, your thoughts, Chargers in Denver? I mean, this is the game the Chargers lose every single year. Um, they're trending in the right direction. They're firmly in the mix. They're making a run, and then they lose a game that they shouldn't. But uh, I like them as well. Um, I think Denver's injuries on the defensive side, especially the linebacker position, I think they're going to be able to – 
do whatever they want pretty much offensively. Eckler should have another big game. Um, I mean, Denver's bottom five and run to UBOA right now, and that's probably going to get worse with those injuries. So, yeah, I like that. I don't mind the Mike Williams call by Chop. Um, he looked healthy last week and finally got him loose a little bit. Keenan Allen's always interesting. And the best way to beat the Chargers is on the ground, and I just don't trust Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams from a DFS perspective. So I'm going to be fading Denver. Uh, yeah, give me the Chargers. It's it, it's it's bound to be bad, though. Yeah, you're not wrong. There are that team that's kind of like Philadelphia. Uh, some of one of you guys sit on earlier that, you know, as soon as you think they're playing well, they're doing well, they, they throw a dud on the board. So uh, always a worry there. But uh, I like the way they're playing right now. Uh, I think they get that W. All right, let's move on. Uh, Minnesota, San Francisco up next. Uh, Niners minus 349 uh, on the total. And you chop, you're right. This afternoon slate uh, should be a lot of fun here. So uh, Derek, we'll stay with you in this one. Uh, the Niners uh, coming off that win in Jacksonville. Uh, Minnesota coming off a big win against my Packers uh, as well. So uh, two teams riding high here. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. So you got some big names, expensive names. Uh, other side, we'll see if we get Elijah Mitchell back. Uh, or do we get another week of Jeff Wilson, Debo Samuel playing some good football here, Kittle, another big name. So, uh, Derek, a lot of ways you can go here. A lot of big names, a lot of star power uh, in this one. What do you got, Vikings and 49ers? Yeah, there's a decent chance that Debo Samuel is the best running back and the best wide receiver uh, on the Niners. I mean, he's looked great uh, as a runner and as a pass catcher. So, um, yeah, I like him quite a bit this week. I'm not scared of Minnesota secondary by any means. Uh, the game has a pretty high total, like you mentioned. So I like Debo a lot. You know, Kittle's back in, uh, at full health. You can definitely look his way at the tight end position. That's always pretty ugly. And then you mentioned it for Minnesota. It's pretty much a two-man show for me. I like Dalvin Cook. I like Justin Jefferson. Uh, as far as the game goes, man, it feels like San Fran should win this game handily at home. But that three, it should be, I feel like it should be higher, but I'll still take San Fran. All right, I'm gonna go with the under uh, in this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on Chops train here. Uh, just the, the total's pretty high here. It's two teams that ideally want to run the ball uh, more than they throw the ball. So I think it could be an uglier type game. I don't know that we're gonna get a shootout. I know everyone looked last week. Minnesota Green Bay uh, was the game you wanted. That turned into a shootout, but I think this one could be a little bit ugly. So I, I like some of the plays. I don't necessarily know about a game stack here in this one. So. Give me the under. Chop, what do you got? Vikings, Niners. You know, I, I like watching. I might be in the minority. I like watching Minnesota play offense. They've got, you know, they're either running the ball with Dalvin Cook, who's a, who's a pretty pretty fun watching uh, running back, the way he hits the hole, or you're out on the out on the ends getting downfield with Justin Jefferson, who's like one of the most exciting wide receivers in the NFL, or Adam Thielen, who's, who's fun in his own right. I like this offense. It's not a good team in general, but – I like the offense. They're fun to watch. And Frisco, uh, they're kind of the opposite. They're kind of boring to watch, but except for Debo, who's just a – there's a reason why his name is Debo, man. He's a, he's a man among boys out there. So Here come Debo. I just <laughs> yep. shit. Yep, yep. And uh, so, yeah, I'll tell you, you said it might be another Jeff Wilson week. It will not be another Jeff Wilson week for the for the chop man in season <laughs> one. I might be dropping this guy. That was terrible, but uh, – I, I fully expect Mitchell to come back this week, probably wearing some kind of a cast on his hand, but he's by far the their best running back. Uh, well, I know Debo probably is, like Derek said, but uh, he's so fast when he hits the hole. Mitchell, he fits the style perfectly, so I'm excited to watch that one. I think it's a fun game. Don't know if I can go with the over, though. That's a lot of points for these guys. 
I think I may be. Uh, I think I think we may be in a, a situation where Frisco knows that they need to win a lot of games in a row to get back in the playoff, full playoff chase in that division. So field goal is not enough to hold me down. I'm going to take Frisco too. All right, let's finish it up. Last game on the docket. Another one uh, should be a lot of fun. The Rams uh, traveling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Green Bay just minus one here. Uh, another big total chop at 48. So. Uh, no major injuries here uh, outside of things we already know. Uh, Aaron Jones uh, likely going to be out once again. We know Robert Woods on the other side done for the year. So uh, the Rams kind of been stumbling a little bit here, Chop. Uh, it looked unstoppable offensively uh, over the first part of the season, and uh, it's just not been the case here over the last couple weeks. So uh, is this a spot they bounce back, uh, this Green Bay defense, uh, playing better than, than anyone expected, myself included, especially uh, with some of the pieces they're missing. So – uh, on that side of the ball, uh, another A.J. Dillon week. The price creeping up a little bit, but tough matchup here uh, with the Rams. Uh, Devontae Adams, we know we'll spend some time uh, with Jalen Ramsey. I know we don't like to talk about those matchups, but, uh, again, so, some interesting matchups here, uh, an interesting game. I'm excited to watch this one. Uh, as far as fantasy DFS goes, Shop, who are you highlighting here? Uh, who are you plucking out of this game, Rams and the Packers? Well, I tell you what, I want to retract my Giants five star. I want to take that one back. I'm putting my five star on this game right here. My five star, and I have not looked at the weather, so I hope I don't get messed up here with snow and stuff like that. But I like the over in this game big time. Okay. Uh, I think the Rams have uh, you know, had a little time now to kind of reflect on on the things they did poorly on offense in their last couple of games. And I think they're gonna bounce back here big time. And and Aaron Rodgers is is who he is. He's just one of the best in the game. You're not going to hold him down. So he'll go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. You know, when, when the Rams jump out to a lead, Aaron Rodgers won't let his team get too far behind. He'll he'll answer. It'll cause it'll make it for a lot of pace in the game, lots of plays. And I like it a lot. So I like it so much that I'm not going to try to pinpoint like you go Stafford, you go Cup. Van Jefferson's a fine value play. Uh if you really want to play Odell, go for it. You know, the tight end Higby's in play on the other side, Aaron Rodgers. I think A.J. Dillon's in play. Uh, he couldn't get in the end zone last week. Didn't get a lot of carries because of game script, but he got checked down to quite a bit. Look at his targets. He was a, a target monster. So he's in play, whether it's in getting the goal line carries or a bad game script, he can still get there with the with the targets. Uh, Devontae is like that connection is the best connection in the NFL, Rodgers-Devontae. So he's squarely in play. So I like all pieces of this game, running backs, receivers, quarterbacks. I like the over here big time. Yeah, this one's definitely uh, stackable, uh, even with some of those more difficult matchups on paper. I mean, uh, Devontae Adams, uh, maybe the best receiver in the game, so I'm not worried about that one. Uh, plus, we talk about Ramsey, really hasn't been a shadow guy. Uh, other side, Cooper Cup has been a monster. Uh, those running backs, like you mentioned, are both in good spots here. So I'm also I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Chop's uh, language here and and, and lock in a five star pick myself. Not on the over, though, and I don't know if I'm being a homer here. I'm going to back it up with, with some stats here in a second. But I'm going with Green Bay, a minus the one. Uh, this just feels too low. It feels a little weird. You figure they'd at least be minus three uh, at home. So I, I know Jones is not there, but uh, this team has been a covering machine. Green Bay is 9-2 and two, uh, this season against the spread, 9-1 and one against the number over their last 10 games at home. So uh, th this is a team that, that plays well. Uh, at Lambeau, nine and one overall, eight and two of the last ten at home, I should say. So uh, they play well at home. Uh, the Rams been stumbling a little bit. 
I think Green Bay is the better team here. Uh, my five-star this week, I'm going Green Bay minus the one. Derek, finish us off here. Rams, Packers, what do you got? Yeah, beer with the stats. I love it. Uh, that's enough for me. So give me Green Bay at home. I like that. Uh, and breaking news, it sounds like Aaron Jones is going to practice on Wednesday. So oh, there we go. Um, we might have to monitor that. If he's out, I love A.J. Dillon again. If he's playing, then uh, just give me some Devontae Adams on the Green Bay side. And for the Rams, yeah, you can play pretty much anyone. Um, I keep waiting for a big game from Henderson. Green Bay historically not great against running backs. He's played at least 60% of the snaps in every game so far this season. So I'll probably go back to him a little bit as well. And then, you know, obviously always going to be on some Cooper Cup. So, uh, yeah, it should be a fun game. And like you guys mentioned, leave a lot of those spots open for that late slate because um, most of the good games are, are in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, there, there were some ugly ones along the way. So I'm glad we got to finish up uh, with some good games. Should be a fun uh, three-game slate there. So uh, the final parlay card, we got two picks for this week. Uh, we got under 44 in Tennessee and New England. Uh, and we all agreed on the Chargers minus two and a half uh, in Denver. So a little, little two-teamer there uh, for you this week. But thank you guys. Went a little long this week. We wanted to get that Thanksgiving slate in. Uh, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to both of you guys, your families. Uh, and everybody out there as well, we appreciate you listening. Uh, have fun tomorrow. Enjoy it. Uh, don't be the guy drinking, driving. Do it safely. Uh, have some fun. Sit out, watch some football, uh, and, and hopefully uh, winning some money here uh, in your bets and uh, your DFS contest. So uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Guys, final thoughts uh, for the people. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We appreciate you. Um, it's been a lot of fun doing this podcast, and so – we hope we can help you a little bit, even if it's just entertaining you for a little bit over an hour each week. Uh, you know, our picks, they, they're up and down. But, uh, you know, we're going to trend up. Enter the OG contest, and uh, good luck, everybody. Yep, FanDuel.com slash OG. Come play against us, uh, Dean, Dan, uh, a ton of Roto-Grinders uh, personalities uh, in that one. Again, uh, adding the prize of a year of Roto-Grinders Premium. If you're not a premium member, you're missing out. Uh, tons of information uh lineup builders i mean there's just so much there so uh, an easy way switch that avatar over uh, to that rg badge uh, and take this thing down uh, and you'll add that uh, combo premium for one year absolutely free so chop final thoughts for the people here week 12 thanksgiving what do we got you know what we say it we say it several times a year but this might be the best time of the year just might be because you got your thanksgiving day your football and all the holiday that goes with it then you got your you know, a couple of days of college football and then another NFL slate and you get that Thanksgiving meal over with and then you can get out there and start hanging them Christmas lights. You got to love them yeah. Christmas lights, man. It's just, it's fun stuff. I, I like it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Unlike, unlike some people, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the Thanksgiving food. I, I really like it. Uh, I think having it just once a year keeps it very interesting. I, if I had it every week, then it wouldn't be as good. So I'm okay with it. But, uh, yeah, like like the guy said, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, you don't have to take this and build a lineup with this information. That's kind of not – I wouldn't suggest that anyway, but it's just for entertainment, just having some fun with it. You know, you, when you draw yourself a nice warm bubble bath and put our put our podcast on, man, and, and listen to it in the tub, it's the good stuff like that. So uh, we'll catch you guys next week, but uh, have a happy Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, well said there, and uh... – See what, what what Dallas Go Derek can do this week. We got Derek uh, taking down some turkey legs. So, uh, guys, enjoy it again. Happy Thanksgiving from us to you. 
uh, and your families out there. And again, uh, do it safely if you're going to be out there uh, having some fun. All right, we got a little man sighting. What's up, dude? Say hi. Hi. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Is it happy gonna... Thanksgiving? Hey, I can't say it any better than that. That's how we're going to end it. Uh, appreciate that. He's welcome anytime to, to hang out. Man, is he a, he's a little cutie. He's going to be a, a slayer down the line. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, enjoy the holiday. We'll be back next week, breaking down week 13. Best of luck in all of your contests and your bets this week. For Notorious and the little man there, for Chop, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you for listening. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week.